Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 449 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today, deep in the hollers of Wisconsin, the one and only Ben Askren. Ben, how are you this morning? Well, you know what uh, occurred to me this morning, and uh, it really got me a little bit nervous. Oh. This is only my is my fifth show on or sixth show on? I don't remember. Not a lot, right? Fifth. And right. and what got me really nervous is what if I have the same shirt on like three days in a row and I forget because I don't pay attention. And then you know people start roasting me on Twitter because I keep wearing the same clothes. Like, did I wear this shirt yesterday? I'm not really sure. It was clean, so I just threw it back on again. I don't. I, don't, I can't recall. Okay. It well one to relieve your your anxiety you wore the uh, Ivan Drago shirt yesterday so. oh yes okay sweet so you're good one but okay. I want to get into how do you determine if it's if something's clean how do you know if it's on, if it's on the shelf it's clean if it's on the floor it's dirty that's simple right oh okay well all right well that's simple enough so I, how so I don't understand how you would end up uh so you would wear a shirt all day and then put it on the clean shelf Okay, so, yeah, well, so I, I'm going to tell you something here. This is going to break your minds. I love it. Okay, and, and you have to take my word for it. I don't. I actually don't have body odor. What? Really? Yes, you can, you can ask my wife. I do not have body odor. So if I wear a shirt for a couple hours and say I don't spill uh, spaghetti sauce on it, and then I take it off and I go put another shirt on to work out, that shirt is obviously – I don't body odor. It's still clean. I can throw it back on the clean shelf, you know, fold it up, put it back up there. And then the next day I wake up, go to grab something. It could be the same shirt potentially. So your underarms do not produce anything that smells bad. No, you. my wife can verify this for you. They, they do not. Okay. I, that's yeah. probably all the verification I need. Um, <laughs> no, no, no body odor. Well, that's very convenient. How nice. It uh, is. Especially for someone that, you know, exercised uh, for a living. Now, uh, yeah. you never so smell. So I, I, I have never wore deodorant in my entire life. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> the more you know. Well, we've learned a lot. We're going to learn even more because we, we talked about this last week. We okay. need to get Ben Askren's NCAA predictions on the record, and we need to make our NCAA predictions on the record. Or So we made ours in the preseason. But so things, are, are, things you, are you erasing 
Are you erasing your previous post? Because we went on this. Because I think it could be cheating from you guys. So here's the thing. Okay, one, item one. To me, um, it should it should require a lot of for for you to change your mind. Like if you're gonna change yeah. your thing, so you have to make a very public declaration that you are abandoning your previous pick. I'm not sure if I'm going to abandon any of mine. Um, so for that reason, I think I think no. I think. We're not going to be cheating. No one's going to be able to call back and say, oh, I predicted this in September or whatever. Because um, we are above that here on Flow Wrestling okay. Radio Live. All right. Um, that's fair. I also don't remember half my picks. So. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. I think I, I think I do remember mine. So we need to do this because we need Ben's on, on, the record, on the record selections. But I'm also curious if anyone has uh, changed their mind. I think I remember all, all of my picks. So we're going to do this, and what uh, spurred this on is Nomad did his uh, mid-season awards where he gave out oh. the mid-season Hodge, mid-season Coach of the Year, mid-season oh, Freshman nice. of the Year. Who now, were they? Mid-season Hodge did you, was, to, did you want to do that before and address that or just go into the pit? I don't care either way. Just uh, Address the nation, Nomad. So I did uh, – Christian came up to me, said I should do some mid-season awards, even though we're a little bit past the mid-season, but I'll put fine. that on myself. Um, and Hodge Trophy was pretty easy because, as you guys know, I do Hodge rankings, so – and not a lot has changed since the last hot rankings I did, so uh, that should not have been a surprise to anyone. <clears throat> Coach of the year was extremely Wait, difficult. Wait, who was it? Who was it? It was Zahid Valencia. Oh, I picked Spencer. You're you're garbage. Uh, Spencer's not pitting, <laughs> Spencer's not pitting a lot of guys this year. Uh, and then <laughs> Coach of the year is is difficult. I think Coach of the year is, is the hardest one to do anyway because yes. like Hodge is pretty simple. You know, it's undefeated, most dominant. Uh, rookie slash freshman of the year is pretty easy. You know, it's like. There's only one or two guys that place really, really high in NCAAs that you can choose from. Um, but coach of the year, right, you could do – should it be the champ? Should it be the guy that did the most with the least? Should it be uh, the guy who, you know, had done something that the team hasn't done in a while? So I think there's a lot of things that go into it. Coach of the year, um, I at this point in the year, I gave it to Tony Erzland of Purdue. And uh, my mm. finalists were Matt Storniolo and Tony Roby. Um, I think uh, Kale and Tom Brands are awesome, but I, I, I think – I prefer the most with the least as opposed to, like, the the program that wins it. And then freshman of the year, and this one really surprised me, um, but I had to go through the, the resumes. Tony Cassiope of Iowa. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. a, a couple of things. One, just because we're doing this Nomad, these don't have to actually be your picks because these are, like, if you were given the award right now thing. But, like, these yeah, are yeah, your this, – pre- yeah. this, so yeah, yeah. this, this segment you can make uh, whatever pick you want it to be. Sure. Okay, so with that, Ben, why don't we start at 125 pounds where um, I think we all know who we're going to pick and go first, Ben. Oh, I mean, this, I think it's probably the easiest way at this point in time. Uh, I think it's Spencer Lee till proven otherwise. I don't really see how you could pick anybody else right now. There is a man who beat him um, named Nick Piccinini who exists, but I think yeah. it's been mostly lopsided for Spencer. Throughout their throughout their rivalry, mm-hmm. it's Mueller, it's Pitch and Spencer, and I don't I don't see many others entering that that conversation. I think it's Spencer over Pitch. Daniel. Are we picking final? Are we picking finalists too? Dude, I yeah. Am. You don't have to. But I'm just gonna. Hey, do it. <clears throat> Ben Ben yelled at us last show, and I agreed uh, about him. First. Can we define an established order? Because we didn't do it for yeah, Matteo Pelicone. I like that. Okay. Ben, me, Nomad, Bracky, Bray. There you go. All right, go. All okay. Right. 
Uh, yeah, Spencer's obvious pick uh, for me is just a question of who he faces in the finals, and I'm very curious to see Jack Mueller, Pat Glory. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Mueller – Glory, I forgot. I think Glory can beat Mueller, but um, senior year, I think Jack's going to go out as high as he can. Um, I don't think he's going to let a sophomore beat him. So I really like those guys. Really interested in how that semifinal goes, but I'm going to go Spencer over Mueller once again. Steve. You picked? Yes. Yes. Oh, Spencer Lee. Okay. Over. Bray. Over. Yeah, Mueller beats pitch. I got Spencer Lee. It's, it's pretty simple. I think um, – I don't know. I like how Pat Glory's looked this year. His win over pitch was really impressive. So I'll go Spencer Lee over Pat Glory. Now, is there a bigger drop-off in a weight than the 4-5 to five to the rest of the country? Spencer Lee, Jack Mueller, Pat Glory, Nick Piccinini, your first four. Here's your next four. Brandon Patzel, Devin Schroeder, Michael D'Agostino, Brandon Courtney. My well, gracious. Well, I, I mean, the, 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 other th- the other thing I'll say that is um, Brock Hudkins – I think he was going to win that match against Pat Glory, so maybe the answer is no. Because I, I before if you would have said before that match, do I think it's going to be? Do I think Hudkins can win? I would have said no. And then while I was watching the match, says after match, I'm like, damn, he, he really almost won that match. If he had not hurt his knee, I, I give his chances very good of winning that match. I I completely agree. I think that's a fact, almost. Mm-hmm. Okay, 133 pounds. I think there was a wide consensus coming into this. Uh, this year, and I'm, I believe with Seth, I think things have maybe changed in, in the minds of some people. Uh, ben, why don't you go first? Who do you see winning this weight? Uh, I am still picking Seth Gross. Uh, the finalist thing is, is kind of fascinating to me because, as we talked about, you know, you could see a Tucker going undefeated and moving up to a number two. So then who is two, three? Four or five, I think that's interesting because I think this is a weight where there's not a lot of drop up, where a lot of guys could beat a lot of other guys. So I here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Chaz Tucker's a two seat at nationals. I think DeSanto's a three. I think Seabass and Bravo Young are four or five. Oh my so gosh. it's gross gross over DeSanto in the finals. And the crazy thing is Big Tens can completely turn this on its head because yeah. we have so many of those guys are at this weight, including the top three of Gross, DeSanto, Rivera. But I, I'm sticking with Seth. He was my pick coming into the year. I definitely got nervous when he lost the way he lost to DeSanto. I really – his though he got it done at Midlands, I was – a lot of the, the replicability of his win over Rivera is, is hard to for me to wrap my head around because – I mean, you're not going to hit many lateral drops from bottom. But at the same time, how much do you just say, and I don't really like using this for justification for a pick, but, like, the guy's a winner. He just figures out ways to win win matches. And that was just an example of how he had to win that match. But next time around, is that collar and ankle going to be as uh, available to Rivera as it was this time? Do you see that being a, a, an evolution for, for Seth maybe, Ben? Do I? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think he's a really smart guy, so I think he takes in evidence and uh, and processes it really well. Some guys, I mean, some guys can change match it, within the match. Some guys can change match to match. And I think you know, you saw Spencer make adjustments for Austin and Sancho. What was that? Three weeks later, I mean, he 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 does make adjustments really well. Yes, yes. So for me, the finalist, I'm I'm going to say DeSanto, but I man, I'm I'm really I'm not sure how confident you can be with as good as all these guys have been. But I think he's been so good this year. I think he's really improved. So I'm going to say gross 
over DeSanto. But, man, the seeding is going to be super important here, and having a good Big Ten performance is going to go a long way, especially with someone like Chaz Tucker, who who knows where he's going to wind up falling because I think we all believe he's going to be undefeated going into yeah. NCAAs. Although these things have a way of working themselves out. You know, I feel like we've seen – I feel like there was a guy like this last year where, like, this dude's going to be undefeated going into it because you're like, there's uh-huh. no one coming up, but – they just have a way of dropping matches, and things happen, right? So, um, yep. you know, extending the undefeated thing for Tucker may be a, a, a little foolish, but I don't it know. Happen. It's not a good schedule. I'm not sure. Like, the only ranked person in the EAWA, I believe, is Nick Farrow. Oh, my gracious. Uh, there's a kid from Bucknell or something that's ranked, mm, I believe. Really? Let me, let, me, let me pull the rankings up. Let me confirm this with you. 133 pounds. I don't see uh, it. Zach Tramp, Binghamton, Zach Tramp, ranked 11. Where? You know him? Are you looking at the EIWA rankings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, everyone's ranked in the EIWA rankings. What are you talking about? No, Zach Tramp, he's good, right? Yeah, he's a, he's not no? bad. He's not ranked 11th in, like, the national rankings. Okay, fair enough. All right, Daniel Roy. <sighs> So, oh boy. I would say <laughs> this, this is this is eating at him, Ben. That was a that was a gasp of pain, uh, sigh of pain. I would say this if we're doing um you know the confidence picks where you got like ranker picks one through ten, I would say this is the one where I'm least confident in. And full disclosure, I was at Northwestern this weekend, so I'm mm-hmm. looking at it through purple colored glasses, mm-hmm. but. I really do believe in this guy. I picked him to win Midlands. Yeah. Um, obviously, he lost the match to, to Gross. It was Did a, Bono party on you like he said a, he was going to? No. He, <laughs> he, had, he had an audacious celebration planned for when Gross beat Rivera. Bono said he was going to party on me. I went up to him uh, afterwards. I said, go ahead. Here's your opportunity. He said, no, I'm too classy for that. Uh, so <laughs> he, just, he just likes with me. Um, I think this will be the most entertaining way. Uh, I think this will be the, the, the best way NCAA Blaze, at least as far as, like, you know, semis on are concerned. Um I am going to pick Sebastian Rivera. I, I do think he, he, he can beat Seth Gross. I think he can beat Austin DeSanto. My concern, obviously, is that he, he's um, out a little bit right now. And, and so, you know, how's his health going to be at the end of the year? Um, but if he's healthy, I think he's the best guy. I think he gets it done. I think Gross is the smartest guy um, and the one that makes the most adjustments. I think Ben was, was getting into that a little bit. So I'm going to go Rivera over Gross in the final. I uh, My main concern with Seth Gross is – trying to balance holding that weight for Olympic trials and also winning a national yeah. title and being the, the team leader for Wisconsin, trying to get them through a trophy. And I think that's, that's a lot. Um, so I'm going to go Rivera over gross, but I don't, th- th- that's the one I, like I said, I'm least confident about. I pick Seth gross to start the year. <clears throat> I'm not going to change, but I do not feel as confident in it as I did, especially after watching that Rivera match at Midlands. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like I thought, I think we all thought we were just going to see the same guy we saw in Cleveland dominating, mm-hmm. and it just hasn't been that dominant. It feels like the field is much closer, but I am going to stick with Seth Gross because other than the match in, in Carver, he's finding a way to win. Yeah. I don't think we've seen enough to really change, but Nomad, Nomad was a, quick to jump off the Seth Gross bandwagon. All right, David Bray. So, Christian, Shameful. you alluded to this about Seth Gross, but like, this year he just has had to win different ways than he has in the past. And um, so I, I hear what you're saying too, Bracky, about like, you know, not quite as confident, but I just think the number of ways that Gross has had to find to win matches still has me leaning Seth Gross. So I've got Gross. Uh, I do think DeSanto makes the finals. I think uh, I think we'll see that. But 
I can't wait for that RBY DeSanto match coming up next weekend. And oh my gosh. that could that could set the stage for like a totally wild Big Tens. Ben, are you pumped for Iowa Penn State? I'm so pumped. Yes, it's gonna be fantastic. I cannot wait. I can't wait. I, I've only been to one duel in Carverhawk. I went to Iowa, Iowa State in maybe 2008 or nine. It was a really good duel meet. Um, and that's oh, the only yeah. duel I've ever been in Carverhawk, guys. So I'm excited for another one. That was a great duel. Okay. Yeah. That era, the late Kale era at uh, Iowa really mm-hmm. Iowa State. Super good duels. Okay, 141 pounds. This is going to be interesting. All right, let's just kick it to Ben. Ben, who do you like at 141? Yeah. Well, so actually, I actually interviewed Luke Pletcher for my Rudis Wrestling podcast. I believe that's coming out sometime today. And you guys, I didn't realize until him and I started chatting, he wrestles like every top-ranked guy that in in this in like the next two weeks. Yes. So he just rest, he just wrestled Moran. He wrestles Murin. He wrestles Nick Lee. He wrestles McKee. He wrestles Chad Red. All within like the span of three weeks. Yes, I mean that's pretty. That's pretty freaking wild that he's got all those guys in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is looking so good. Um, so I'm gonna go Luke Pletcher in the finals over a homer pick. You guys are yelling before Tristan Moran. Moran's beat McKee, beat Nick Lee, uh, beat Chad Red, and I think he's wrestling really well right now. So Pletcher over Tristan Moran in the NCAA finals. Oh my gracious! Okay. There, there is really no argument that Luke Pletcher has been the best 141-pounder this year. And you mentioned some of those names. He's already beaten. I mean, he smashed Mitch McKee yep. and Chad Red already this year at CKLV. Yep. Um, I, I believe he's going to beat Mirren handily this week. I picked Nick Lee coming into the year. And I think partially there's, there's no doubt that Luke has been unbelievably impressive. But – Nick mm-hmm. has not had a lot of opportunities at all through no fault of his own. And I well, think he's getting yeah. – yeah, it's not his fault. that He doesn't pick the schedule or, or his <laughs> opponents factually. Well, he could, he, could have just, he could have just showed up at like the Southern Scuffle or something. If you well, you know where to. he did show up was senior nationals, and he looked absolutely outstanding. And I believe Fair he enough. qualified for the Olympic trials. He did? So he, he tested yeah, himself yeah. against the best in our country, right? And he looked really good. And he beat yeah. a lot of really good dudes there. So for that reason, I have not seen enough to make me say I'm abandoning this Nick Lee pick and I'm sticking with it. I'm going to do a similar thing at, at another weight class. But I'm sticking with Nick Lee. I think this is crazy close. I think actually he doesn't match up great against this version of Luke Pletcher who is so positionally good, who is so – I think he may have a harder time getting to his legs. I think – Nick could play right into Luke's reattack stuff, where I think he's really good. It's not a great matchup for Nick Lee. I acknowledge all of that. But I'm sticking with Nick Lee. I still think he's on the level. I think this is a, a coin flip match, and for that reason, I'm sticking with, with the Nittany Lion. So to <clears throat> to start this, I, I think a lot about Ohio State, and um, I think there are a lot of people online who had a very negative reaction to – Miles not winning last year and Colin Moore um like being a top seed not winning and I I don't think that has anything to do with with Ohio State I think just sometimes things happen at the NCAA tournament um they don't go your way so I I think this is where um Luke gets Ohio State back on track so to speak I don't think they were off track at all um and and he gets it done 
I agree with Christian that he looked tremendously uh, good at senior nationals, right? He beat Jaden Ironman and Frank Molinero, which that's that should be enough for anybody to pick him over Luke Pletcher. However, Pletcher was the best. If you look at the composition of this weight, he was the, the highest ranked guy on the big board coming in um, in, in terms of over the various high school careers of these guys. And he's up at uh, a good weight. He's attacking harder than ever. To his strength of schedule, if you use uh, Seton Hall Pirates dual impact index thing, Luke Pletcher, 29 strength of schedule, Nick Lee, 9. So 20%, 20 points higher, whatever that means. Tremendously uh, more battle-tested this year, tremendously more offensive. Luke Pletcher over Nick Lee in what may end up being the match of the night at NCAAs. It could be It could be like a classic match. Yeah. It could be, yes, I think that's a good that's a good call there for sure. It's going to be a great match. But both those guys, I mean, right now, the 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 thing with Luke was he didn't attack enough. The guy just attacks so consistently right now. Yes. But he has had some close yep. ones. He it is this has not been a, a path of destruction all the way through. He Real Woods was in on a single leg yep. to finish the yep. and win the match at the Cavelli Center. Right, that happened. So, and Real Woods is he's he could be a factor here as well. Um, so while he has had some incredibly impressive moments, I think it can't be uh, ignored that he's had some close matches too. Steve, you're right. <clears throat> you're right about the close matches, but uh, in Pledge's defense, Woods has the most points Woods has given up all year is three. Goodness gracious! Uh, he did that. <laughs> Pledge three one, three one in sudden victory, and then uh, he majored Evan Cheek twelve to three. Um, but wow. getting back to Luke Pletcher, wow. I believe I had Nick Lee over Dom Demas to start the year. Um, so I guess sound the alarms that I'm changing my pick <laughs> to Luke Pletcher um, because he has looked incredible this year. And as you were talking about the matchup, I like Luke in that matchup. And then another thing, I mentioned this, I think Luke can scramble. I mean, Nick Lee is a pretty good scrambler. He's not like the best. He's not like Yanni level guy for this weight class, but he, he can scramble. I think Luke will have a scrambling advantage here as well. David. Man, I'm looking at the way our rankings – would set up a bracket. Obviously, we got a lot of season left, and uh, the way our rankings look is not going to be the way they look at the end of the year, but I'm looking at a number six, Chad Red, and a number three, Max Murin, and a number two, Nick Lee, and I see Chad Red taking out Murin, and then a classic rematch, Nick Lee, Chad Red, and uh, I got Chad Red coming out on top of that match, making a surprise run of the oh finals. Oh, my gosh. Luke Pletcher takes out Chad Red Whoa. in the finals for another classic rematch. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> Who's number one rematch in the NCAA finals? You love to see it. In terms of like quarterfinals on and like blood round and all, like like all the real important matches, so to speak. This weight seems like it's the most um, matchup dependent, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. this guy beat that uh-huh. guy, this guy beat that guy, and so the seeds and kind of how the bracket falls uh, will certainly have a, a pretty big impact, maybe bigger than every other weight in terms of how the one through eight plays out. I actually don't see it that way. Really? I think those two are the class of the weight, and I don't see... You don't think, like, three through Who? eight could be, you know, like, Muren Moran, uh, Muren Red, like those, those matchups? Yeah. I mean, Moran's sure, beating Nick, Nick Lee. That's what I'm, I'm talking about the whole of the All-Americans, not just the top guys. Yeah. Well, I, okay, got it. I could see that, certainly. But, yeah, I know those guys have beaten Nick Lee, and Nick Lee's had losses, and but I just think right now those two are the class, and those two will... The three through eight will have some... It will be matchup dependent, but I think those two are just uh, head and shoulders. That's just my read. All right. Wow. Big shampoo okay. guy. Big shampoo. Wait, are oh, you head and shoulders? Yes. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> Let's go to 149. Oh. This is a toughie. This is a toughie. 
I have a Nomad's just shaking his head. No, I don't know if that means move on or he's no. He's, it means if, if don't gamble on this. Don't gamble. Don't, don't. Or gamble on this. Someone will be a favorite yeah. at this weight class. You should bet against whoever that person is. <laughs> so 149 pounds. Disaster. It, I, mean, I, I will read the <laughs> disaster. Says says Ben Askren. Pat Lugo, Austin O'Connor, Bulu Allen, Brayton Lee, Brock Mahler, Sammy Sasso, Jared Degen. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop there. I'll say Mike D'Angelo or Joe Dubuque will yell at me. All right, here we go. Start there. Um, okay. Ben, I got, what, what yeah, are you going to do? This, it, it, this way is a disaster. I mean, it, it really, I mean, like, <laughs> I could take any one of these guys that are in the top eight and see them not placing. There's not one guy where I'm like, this guy is guaranteed, lock him in, he's for sure. There's not one guy on that list. No. Um, and so it, it's a crapshoot, in my opinion. I'm going to go Sammy Sasso over Brock Mahler, and that's probably just because of my preference to watch those guys because I enjoy watching both of them. Obviously, they're highly skilled, but they're far they're far from bulletproof. Absolutely true. For, for me, one guy that I'm having a hard time factoring in how he fits at this weight is Bulu Allen. I watched him beat Brayton Lee who won Vegas, who dominated Sammy Sasso. Um, but I, I watched him beat Andrew Ramirez. He looked really good. But I just am still not quite sure where he fits in in this weight. Now, we're going to – he'll get to wrestle Lugo at some point. He'll go to Big 12s. Um, my preseason pick was Sammy Sasso, and I said I've, I've not really seen enough to really say, all right, I'm ready to just jump off that. And it's kind of funny. The guy's six. He's got random losses. He's a freshman. There's all this stuff that says random. <laughs> random. There's all this stuff that says he should not be the pick for 149. But I'm sticking with it. I watched him beat Pat Lugo last year. They're gonna wrestle Friday. Yep. Heck yes. And I'll nice. be ready if if he loses to Lugo. I mean, it's a Carver Hawkeye. If he loses to Lugo, you know, maybe I'll just jump off it then. And maybe that should be the pick, anyways. But I'm going Sasso over Lou Allen in the finals. And I don't feel good about any of it, but here I am, a broken man <laughs> before you. Daniel Roy. I hate you, and I wow. wish I had gone before you, because that's my exact pick. Wow. Um, I am not as... I'm not as down on Pat Lugo as I think some people are. Um, I guess I am down on him in the sense that I don't think he – right now I don't see him uh, meeting his number one ranking. I could certainly see him getting third, though, and I think his his offense and, and his efficiency has certainly improved. Um, Austin O'Connor, I didn't like that he uh, missed the preseason, and um, if he can increase his offense a little bit, I think it's just hard to, to kind of miss the preseason and come back. Um, and then Brayton, as you said, that match with Boo where – he showed some bottom deficiencies, really kind of sticks in my head. Yeah. Um, I've also been reverse jinxing Bulu Allen all year. Uh, now you're undoing it, though. When if you pick No, because I'm picking Sasso picking over Sasso Boo in the finals. That's, uh... So, um, <laughs> and there's certainly there's certainly a lot of reasons not to, to pick uh, Sasso in the terms that, uh, you know, he, he lost the match to, to Moore, he lost the match to Brayton. Um, but I came in this year picking Sammy Sasso, and it, it – has less to do with things that I see during the regular season and kind of the type of wrestler that I see him at the end of the year. Uh, so I'm going to go Sasso over Brayton for first, and I'm even going to go one down. Or, excuse me, uh, Sasso over Boo for first. I'm even going to go one down to Lugo over O'Connor for third. Man, 
I feel like these oh, are just gonna look wow. so stupid and like they're all gonna look stupid. They're gonna look so bad, probably. Especially since we don't have like a wide world picking Sasso. Oh my gosh! All right, Kyle. He's gonna pick Sasso. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he was my preseason pick. I know. <laughs> and I like Pat Lugo hasn't like just jumped off the screen at me and been like, "Yo, you should change this." You know who? But the person that does make me want to change it's Boo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe because we watched him beat Alira's this morning. Like literally before, this morning. We're like, hey, let's watch this match. You know what? I'm going to change it. I'm changing it. Boo over Pat Lugo in the NCAA wow. finals. Whoa. I like it. Oklahoma How does the match State go Island. in February? Visualize. Does it flip or does does Boo win both? Boo wins both. Okay. In Carver. Yeah. Wire to wire undefeated season, Boo. Not to name drop, but Anthony Ashnault was here yesterday. We were chatting it up. <laughs> Talking Carver, he's like, man, that place. He's like, it just there's something about it just sucks it out of you. He's like, he's like, it happened to me both times. I was like, who'd you wrestle the first time? He's like, uh, Topher Carton. He's like, I was up eight zero. I won eight six. Like he's like, it just does something to you. He he barely beat Lugo there. Overtime, yeah, yeah, crazy match. So okay, he's got Boo, David Bray. All right, yeah, I I am gonna take Boo Llewellyn as well. Wow, the way that he looked against Brayton Lee. In that dual meet was super impressive. Um, I think that we didn't get, you know, I think we we would be maybe all more likely to pick him if we had seen him at Southern Scuffle, but he had the skin thing, so we didn't get to see him. But he's looked so good this year. Um, yeah, that went over Alirez. Uh, I think initially it was like, oh, maybe Alirez isn't where we think he is, but I think in the end we're gonna say, no, is Bulu Allen is that good? Uh, I have him over Brayton Lee in the finals. Brayton Lee navigated CKLV, super tough tournament. He won matches a lot of different ways, was clutch in the end. So I got Brayton Lee, and uh, I'll take O'Connor for third. I think O'Connor's super, super good. He's going to lose a really tight semi, and he'll come back for third. Yes, I, I, th- I think O'Connor's definitely – you know, how much of his loss do you say to Lugo? Do you say, well, this is a guy his first real competition back, and he just didn't have it that day. He's got a really high bonus rate. You talk about his offense, but he's – He's got ten bonus point wins of his fifteen for the year, so he's been he's been tough this season. So there's there's so many guys in in the mix here. It's gonna it's gonna look silly, and I might look silly here as we go to 157 pounds. Um, let's start with with the funky one. Look silly. I I, th- I feel like this one's an easy one. I feel like yeah. unless some type of falling apart happens, uh, I think it's Deacon over Hidley. Deacon's look just totally fantastic. Uh, this year, whether it was over Hidley, over Carr, over Kendall Coleman, uh, I'm I'm on the Deacon train. I, I I last year I couldn't figure out how he did so poorly at the end of the year, and I think he's um, you know, he's figuring himself out as he gets older, and he's not going to have that same drop off that he had last year. So I got Ryan Deacon. I think he's looked outstanding, and I think it's a fairly easy pick. So I now now that you said that, I'm curious to hear what you're going to pick. Um, I'm sticking with Hayden Hydley. I picked him okay. to win preseason. I think I've seen these swings with Deacon before, mm-hmm. and I just don't – I think we've seen it for a couple years with him. And as great as he looked – this is this is the one I alluded to this with 141, Ben, that this is a little Pletcher-ish mm-hmm. where, like, there's no doubt that Deacon has been the best guy all year long. Yeah. Like, it's actually less debatable at this weight than it is at 141. At 141, you can say, well, Nick Lee hasn't got the opportunity. Hayden had the opportunity, and he kind of got – he got beat up a little bit. But I just yeah. think – when, when it comes time, I think Hayden will be will be well prepared. I think he can do some things that can slow down Deacon as well. And I I'm just also sort of predicting some sort of regression from Deacon 
because I just remember last year at Vegas, I said this guy can go with Nolf, and then next thing I know, he's losing to Caleb Young twice at, at NCAA's, and he had he had a rough Big Tens That's as well. Um, yep. So I, I think I mean this kid. This kid made Final X. He's he's a unreal talent. Yeah. I think he beat freaking James Green. He beat James Green. Think about I, that. I'll say this. I think De- Deacon's good enough to win sixty five in my estimation. I think he's that good. I think he could go with a Chinzo. I think he could go with a Marinelli. I think I think he's that special. But I just see highly figuring it out, getting some, getting it done. He's been kind of close twice. You know, he lost in the in the finals as a freshman. Where he was undefeated going into NCAA's. And then he ran into Jason Nolf, and then he almost had Nolf beat last year. Really put together a great match, and I think that that idea with Hayden is like, all right, I'm focusing on this guy. This is the guy I have to beat. You saw what happened when that was that guy was Jason Nolf. He was he was a, a, a whisker away from from taking him down at the end of that match. Not even throw out the mm-hmm. controversial takedown. Throw that out completely. He almost yeah. had it at yeah. the end there. Yeah. So absolutely, I, I just have a really high opinion of Hayden and. You know what? Deacon is is superstar, and both these guys are are like look like action figures, and it's going to be a great match. Action figures, but and and really, you know, I love David Carr, and I think Caleb Young's really good, but I think I, I view this similarly. Like these two are, are are removed from the field, and and Ben, I don't know what you think, but like we've seen this, we've seen it kind of routinely. Like every year, there's guys that just look like the clear best guys all year long, and they just don't win sometimes, and it. Yeah, it's just so hard. How hard is it just to sustain that all year long? I think a lot of it is, and you guys kind of alluded to it at forty-one. But some guys can't wrestle everywhere, so they they are the best guy. But then if they have that one matchup that's really hard for them, the NCAA tournament, generally speaking, unless you know you're far removed from the field, which isn't that many people every year, you're going to have a really tough guy in the quarters, semis, and finals. I mean, that's just how it is. one of those guys is a bad matchup for you, that that can totally derail you. So I think, you know, that's something that Deacon can kind of wrestle everywhere. That's why, you know, I feel comfortable there. And I can't remember who else we were talking about that wrestles everywhere. Was it Pletcher, maybe? Someone else like that. He, he's wrestled a lot of people, yeah. He's yeah. hit a lot of the, the highly ranked guys. <laughs> well, no, no, I wasn't being a smart aleck. I was saying yeah. he's like, he's definitely yeah. hit a lot of dudes. Uh, this but year. there's some guys... Like like a DeSanto, who still as good as he is, and he's really really good. Who still have that one week? He still gets written out by a number fourteen guy. Yeah, right? you, you have guys like that, and so if you know one of those guys, you could see you could literally see him beating anybody, but you could also see him taking a strange loss. And we have guys like that, obviously. What was the thing for 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 you? Not that you really lost like hardly ever, but like what was the thing? If this, if a guy does this, this was this was like my your thing that was like made things a little more difficult. No, your your name was Chris Pelton. Yeah, that, that was, was about it. it. That was it. <laughs> that was that was that was it. Yeah, <laughs> just the one guy. That's nice. Effing, effing Chris Pelton. <laughs> I, am. I I I hope he I hope he spills his coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Man, are y'all what what do y'all talk? Is it are y'all cool, Pendleton and Aspen? Yeah, I th- I think we're cool. I think you're we're both good. really um you're two really nice good dudes. It seems like y'all should be yeah. like friends. If you yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it might be too far. I don't know if we're friends, but yeah, I worked out as a heat at the U.S. Open last year, and me and Chris chatted for a little bit. So I think we're in a mutually uh, mutual place where we kind of like each other, but we're not friends. I wouldn't say. Okay, so is that fair? Got it. Not friends officially. <laughs> what about Facebook friends? Would you even would you confirm or uh, would you ignore that? Or would you leave uh, it in I, purgatory? Uh, <laughs> That's a funny. Part. I don't know. Make no man pick somebody already. <laughs> Did you wish him a happy birthday the other day? 
I did not. I didn't know it was his birthday. Yeah, me me <laughs> either, actually. Yeah, Hand up there. Yeah. You didn't get the notification uh, on your computer? No, yeah, just, right? just Richard Demmels. <laughs> I guess I'm not Facebook friends with Chris Pendleton. All right, go ahead, gentlemen. So 57 is interesting because I, I do agree where there is a little separation um, from the field, uh, you know, as much as there can be with uh, tremendously talented guys like Carr Young, Monday Coleman. Um you know, I think a guy like Carr, is his run's going to come when he moves up to 165, which I think will come as soon as next year. So we're, we're looking at Deacon versus Hydley. And again, I was in Northwestern this weekend, and his Uh-oh. whatever um, inconsistencies, whatever you want to call it, are even more confusing because this isn't a guy who like lives his life in a way that makes you go, okay, well, of course, there's going to be some variance in his results. Like mm-hmm. he's not doing the right things. Like, no, this, this, this guy is, is the leader of the program. He's the model of consistency. And it's the same way for Hayden Hadley, right? These are the two faces of their program. And so mm-hmm. one of these guys is going to um, have to live up to the, the pressure on them, whether it's from, you know, external from, from the program, from within themselves. And Christian, you know, Christian picking Hadley over Deacon, look, Hadley beat Deacon in NCAAs. He beat him for a U23 world team spot. So the, the evidence is certainly there that, that Hayden can win. I'm thinking I'm thinking they're going to meet in the finals the next two years, and they're going to split. I'm going to go Deacon this year, maybe Hadley next year. Only Nomad. Only Nomad. Lock him in for 2021. But, <laughs> yeah. Right. Nomad, nomad in those 2021 picks. Yeah. Cancel the wait. So I would say um, <laughs> I would say this one will be the, the second best match of the night behind Pletcher Lee. I'm going to go Deacon, um, but these are the these are the two guys. These are the two kind of guys you want to be the face of the program. So good job on 57, coaches. Big face of the program wow. guy. Right. Good job, NC State Northwestern. I picked Hayden Hadley at the beginning of the year, and CP pretty much summed up why I'm sticking with it. Um, I, I worry about Deacon as we get later into the season. I don't worry about Hayden. He obviously wrestles better in March. Mm-hmm. Um, he's able to find another level and take it there. And their ma- their matches have they're one and one. It was all. Hayden at NCAA's last year, and all Deacon this year at CKLV. Yeah, um, but I trust Hayden later in the year. We trust Hayden highly. Okay, David Bray. Yeah, I think this is the finals matchup for sure, Deacon and Hydley. And I think these guys have maybe one of the more underrated rivalries. Um, going back to the U23 trials, the thing that's crazy about this rivalry is how different the matches have looked. Um, that U23 trials went to three matches, and in those three matches, uh, I think Hydley won the first one like eight four. Deacon teched Hydley in the second match, and then Hydley needed like a last second takedown in the third match to win. So we've seen, you know, kind of two different matches in fo- or two different kinds of matches in in um, freestyle and then in folk style. Bracky mentioned last year at NCAA's it was all Hydley six two uh, or eight two and then six two for Deacon this time. I I just don't know what's going to happen in this match, but I like Deacon. I'm I'm going to stick with the hot hand, so I'm going Deacon over Hydley. Okay, one sixty-five. Yes, yes, a yes from Ben Askren. All right, it's... I love what. Go ahead. I love this weight class. One sixty-five. Um, I feel like this is another one where there's a. Um, I would say it's at number seven. It was Shane Griffith, uh, and it's gonna be interesting to see how Shane Griffith and Real Woods playing his brackets. But I think there's a drop off after him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bias pick, and that's oh boy. Why. Oh, oh boy. boy! I knew it was coming. So you knew it. I mean, listen, I, I'm not trying to hide my bias. It's whatever. Um, I'm going to pick Vincenzo Joseph 
over Alex Marinelli in Carver Hawkeye in two weeks for the first time. Um, he's going to do it at, again at Big Tens, and then Vincenzo Joseph will beat Evan Wick in the NCAA Finals. Oh, they're okay. Finally, they're finally going to wrestle? They're finally going to wrestle. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I thought your homer pick, I thought you were about to put Connor Flynn in the finals. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if I did a homer, real homer pick, it would have been Peyton Mako. But um, he's okay. got a little ways to go still. I'm I'm on the Chinzo. Um, I think he gets it done. I'm pretty sure it's who I picked preseason. That's what I've been telling Caleb at least all year when he's asking me who's going to win 65. <laughs> um, I, you know, obviously the matchup has not been favorable for Vincenzo Joseph against Alex Marinelli, and that's the the matchup that has been discussed. But I just – I have a hard time just saying, oh, he can't beat Marinelli. Marinelli is just a bad matchup. I just – I can't think of someone as good as Vincenzo Joseph not able to at some point figure this out. Do you really think he's never going to beat Alex Marinelli? I really don't see it that way. I think he'll, he'll be able to get it. I think there are some things that really prevent Vincenzo from being able to get to his, his single leg against uh, Marinelli. But I just see him figuring something out this time. I don't know if I'm going to go down that road for Carver Hawkeye. I think that may be a bridge too far for me. But who, I think, who are you picking in two weeks right now? Gun your head. Who are you picking in Carver Hawkeye? It's going to happen. January 31st. Uh, 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 I'll go. Pick someone. Gun your head. I'll go bull. I'll go bull for that one. Ooh. But I just think come, in, come NCAAs, Chinzo has been, you know, you could say Chinzo lost last year yes that's true but look at look at marinelli's ncaa's right um undefeated going into big tens two years ago it goes six and then uh, i think he triple dipped his freshman year and then last year he gets seventh so sustaining it he's kind of one of those guys who are sustaining it throughout the season now i think you know it's a freshman sophomore season thing but i i think vincenzo and marinelli are are definitely the class of this weight but I've got Vincenzo over Bull. At some point, they're going to hit probably three times. I don't see anything stopping that, not even Evan Wick. So I, I see it that Ooh. way. And I think come NCAAs, Chinzo goes out on top. So, oh gosh, with the dramatic size <laughs> every time. I know. I know. This is, a, this is important stuff. Um, <laughs> you're right. I, I hear what you're saying, but – Marinelli is a bad matchup for Vincenzo Joseph. Yeah. I have watched those matches a whole bunch, and as strange as it is, a guy who's like two-time NCAA champ and, and you know three-time finalist, like he is just a bad matchup for him. And I am taking the bull at Big Tens, and I am taking the bull at uh, in Carver Hawkeye in a little bit. However, <gasps> Vincenzo Joseph is one of the most underrated. Um, he's going to be one of the most underrated wrestlers, like literally of all time. He has 62 career NCAA points and is going to, you know, if I have him winning, he's going to end up with 80-something. He's going to be like a top 25 all-time NCAA point scorer, um, four-time four time finalist, two- or three-time champ. Is he going to pass Ben? Will he pass Ben Askren? No. He definitely doesn't pin enough people. <laughs> yeah, he would have to score, he would have to score um, – 27 Ooh. points this year. He's 27 and a half points. He's in striking distance, it. Ben. Yeah. Not going to do it. I think that's going to be the the motivation he needs, the idea of passing Ben Askren. <laughs> it's going to fuel him just start pinning people like crazy. Yeah. So you have Chenzo over Bull. Oh, yeah, that's, so that's, 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 
Four pins, guys. That's four pins. He ain't doing it. So while that may be tremendously disrespectful to the Bull, uh, as I've said, I, I really do think um, he, he is a terrible matchup for Chenzo. I just uh, I, I think Chenzo gets lost in the shuffle of, of all the guys that Penn State has had, um, but he he's absolutely incredible, and I don't know how he's going to get it done. But I don't know how I didn't know how he was going to get it done against yeah. Imar either. So Chenzo over Bull. One thing that Sorry, Caleb always tells me, he's like, he gets four-point near fall on him every time because he's trying to explain to me why he thinks Marinelli's going to win. I'm like, that is true. <laughs> well, Nomad just did what I was going to do, pick the Bull in Carver because he has never lost there, and uh, Marinelli at Big Tens as well, and then Chenzo at NCAAs. Whoa, the Bull Bull Chenzo. Whoa. So, Man, that's, wild. that's a wild ride for me. Also, the seventh is a little... Because just that draw was absolutely insane. I don't like you. It's like there's no. a lot of times where you look at a seventh because it's two losses, and it ends up being the same as like a you know a fourth or or a fifth. I get what you're just saying. Just because of who but they lost to. The dude was undefeated all year. I know. Yeah. Lost to Makai and Chance, right? Mm-hmm. I I would say he he should have been beaten. I think the Chance one is the one for me, but it's okay. Happens now. Happens. Bray. Man, give me Marinelli. Nobody's taking Marinelli. That is I think crazy. I think Marinelli's going to win this thing. I think he has had really solid regular seasons, obviously, the last two years. Um, his freshman year, then he kind of fell apart. But not fell apart, but, you know, semi-slide both Big Tens and Nationals. And then last year, got it done at Big Tens. Uh, lost a couple matches at NCAAs. I think this year he completes that progression. He gets it done. He, he wins the whole thing. Cool. All right, that's going to be a fun one. Holy cow, these NCAA finals are going to be insane. I'm probably none of them. We're probably getting none of them right, which is the best. How part. many people will be in the U.S. Bank Stadium? 60,000? Oh. 65? A billion. A billion says Nomad. Oh. I think, yeah. Can they get. They got like 48 at Kinnick or something? How many did Kinnick they have? They had a lot more than that. Yeah, more than. They couldn't yeah. count. Yeah, they, couldn't, they, they couldn't count they that. They can't high. count that high in Iowa. I think people snuck in. I think people yeah. snuck in at who's number one, too. I think it was, uh, you know, they may have a, a security issue of, of some kind. Because there, uh, there were a lot of people at that football stadium. I don't know, 50? Could they get 50 for the finals? I thought they were, mm-hmm. I thought they were already at like 45 all-season, all-pass all tickets. Or all-session all tickets. Okay. Aren't they? So then, yeah, maybe 50. I don't know. I haven't seen the... I don't get the ticket reports or anything. Well, I, I feel like anything. Minneapolis is a big city. There's a whole bunch that might just show up just for the finals, don't you think? That's possible. Or no. How, how far the drive is Iowa City to Minneapolis? It's kind of not like, all that far. Google it. it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a nomad thing. Give an exact number: sixty-two three seventy-eight. Whoa. Okay, sixty-two thousand three seventy-eight. <laughs> all right, we'll see if we uh, we'll see. I, I love when Nomad does that because it's so unreasonable. Yeah, it's it makes so no, ridiculous. It makes no sense. Four and a half hours. Oh yeah. Uh, Iowa, Iowa will be in attendance. Okay, so yeah, maybe they hit fifty oh, or yeah. sixty. That would be sick. One hundred seventy-four pounds. Um, give, give us your thoughts. This is your weight class, Ben. Do you remember the old Iowa guy that used to dress in all black and yellow stripes? And he would say, "Give me an I." No. Give me an O. You don't remember this guy? Uh uh-uh. uh I think Over- he was, was he at overalls. Yes, yes, I believe so. And he yeah. was there a whole bunch of years in a row, and then when they started not winning, he stopped showing up. So part of me part of me thinks this guy is going to, in fact, make a comeback to the U.S. Bank Stadium. There will be a large contingent of Iowa crowds, and he's going to go. It will be every session, six sessions in a row. 
Give me an eye, and he, you know, and then you go on with it. it was Is he gonna stand on a chair with a bandana? Yeah, maybe he'll stand on uh, a chair. I don't believe he was on a chair, but I think maybe you know he listened to our suggestion. He'll be more effective on a chair, and I think he will be wearing the bandana for sure. All right. Iowa listeners, let us know who that guy is and if he'll be back. Yeah. We hope he is. Please tell us who, who that guy is. He or was maybe they can as get... as... Go ahead. Robin, Robin Ficker. That's you're what I was about to say. Uh, you were going to the same place as I was going. Yeah. Fantastic. If Ficker oh, was a favorite. Hawkeye fan, it would be out of control. That would be insane. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be too much. Never forget the year he had the whole arena chanting headlock, Shep Talk. The entire the oh my arena chanted <laughs> headlock, Shep Talk. <laughs> well, I had Ruth pieced him up. Oh, uh, man. We'll, we'll always awesome. have headlock, Shep Talk, yes. All right, well, said, the Ben Askren wait. Who you got? Uh, I think Mar- it's Mark Hall. Um, yes. And then against him, man. I could see a long ways down going against him. I mean, there's not – to me, it's like obviously Cutler and Kemmer are the best two beyond that. But, hey, if Labriola beat Kemmer, I'm not all that shocked. Um, so beyond that, kind of sketchy. I'll, I'll go with um, I'll go with Michael Kemmer, but I'm not all that confident in that pick. I feel similarly. I definitely think Mark Hall. That is not difficult. I do yes. think finalists is very difficult to predict. I think Cutler – is actually a super tough matchup for Kimmer because Cutler can really scramble. And on some of those attacks, I could see Kimmer having a hard time finishing. But I think I see a lot of shots, a lot of stalemates, and then Kimmer eventually breaking through. Maybe he gets Cutler tired, although we haven't really seen that uh, that massive gas tank with Kimmer mm-hmm. yet. But I think it'll be there come March. So that's a really close match. But Mark Hall is the class of it, and uh, I think he wins a controlled decision over either guy that he faces. Mark Hall, coronation, one two two one, call it Dale Burley, beating Michael Kemmer in the finals, and then I think Mark Hall should go directly into coaching. Okay, you just I, retired Mark. Whoa, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're that's retired. not what you. No, you're, you're only saying that because Mark has kind of like alluded to that. I think You're Mark Hall would be man? absolutely incredible coach. And I think he that? would I be I think he would be not only here's why I, I and I've said this before on the show. I think he should start in high school, work his work his way up to college because I think all of the all of the experiences that that kid has had and all of the different um all the different styles he's learned how to wrestle and all the different people he's he's taken from and the way he loves wrestling, I think could have a tremendous impact on high school kids. And then when he gets a little older, I think he would be really able to open up a, a college program and, and have them doing some, some really different stuff. So I just think Mark Hall, of like all the guys in college right now, I see him see him probably having the best potential to just be a absolutely fantastic coach moving forward. Um, and wow. I know that I just retired Mark Hall and yeah, did not wrestle him in college, not wrestle him on senior level. However, I just I think he's going to be phenomenal. So I hope he just gets right into it. Not only did you retire him, you relegated him to high school coaching instead of just taking no, a D one job, which him. he will have yeah. plenty of offers if no, that's what he decides to I do. I know. I just uh, not only are you retiring uh, him, you're telling well, him this is my this is my wish for Mark Hall. Mark Hall can do whatever <laughs> the hell wish he for wants. Him, your wish for him is to not wrestle anymore and coach high school. No, my wish for Mark Hall uh, is to is to have the type of impact on um, you know a, a club or a high school that 
the many other awesome coaches like Ben, like Paulson, like Strip Matter are having because he can have that kind of impact where he sends just year after year after year 10, 15, 20 guys to Division One level. Man. All, All right. right. If it's good enough for an Olympic silver medalist. No one's saying that. Just, yeah. just let just, Mark do what he wants. If Mark of wants to do, let Mark do what he wants. I just, I'm just, Don't my, make Mark the whole retire. point of this is Don't I think Mark Hall could be a transcendently good coach. Don't force him to retire, man. I'm not That's forcing 22. him to retire. It's just what I want for him. How old is he? 22? Yes, 22, 23 years old. I don't know. All right, to get things back on track, <laughs> give me Mark Hall over Michael Kimmer. All Jeez. right. <laughs> Sorry, I think Mark is going to be an amazing no. coach. I do not have okay. a career planned out for Mark. Um, I think he should be a CPA. You know? <laughs> what if he leaves his What if he leaves his shoes on the mat at US Bank Stadium <laughs> in his hometown? No man, yeah. that's what you want, right? Shoes on the mat. Yeah. That would be something if someone retired. I want someone to like win a title as a freshman and then retire. <laughs> I'm good. I'm never going to get better than this. This is it. All right, Bray. I got Mark Hall over uh, Cutler. I think Cutler gets it done in the semis. And not only should Mark Hall go into high school coaching, he should wear a polo shirt <laughs> under his singlet like the coach in Vision Quest, <laughs> and he should gauge his athletes' readiness to make weight by their performance on the pegboard. Yes. That's how you know. Um, He's a telecommunicator. Mark is majoring in telecommunications. <laughs> How did you see that factoring into his career? <laughs> yeah. He could, uh, you know, high school uh, education is evolving. And so he could help students get into the telecommunications field, feeding him to his old teammate, Jared Cortez, who oh works at god. AT&T. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jared Cortez <laughs> works at AT&T. Stop. All right. Feeding them into that. All right. We got to – we can't. Oh, 184 this, pounds. You didn't think I was going to yeah. have an answer for that. Well, it's you could say, bad. like, he's going to be a college coach, and because of telecommunications, he's going to be really good on the phones recruiting. Oh, yeah. Burn oh, he's, he, is, he will be an amazing recruiter. He's going to have, he's you gonna have Jared Cortez. How, how long do you even know this guy? Look, man, I'm, I have watched Mark Hall since he was, like, in sixth grade. Okay, join like, the club. Like, these are the things that I see out of Mark Hall. If you guys disagree, you think he's going to be a bad coach, that's fine. Nomad, you moonlight <laughs> as, a, as a life coach? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Frequently. Right. Wait, did you did you guys see Tony Robbins in there with Conor McGregor? That that could, no man, that could be you. You could be in there with <laughs> Conor McGregor next. Can I Who just knows? say I hate Conor McGregor and I I don't really? get the young kids' fascination with him. Oh yeah, like Why I do, do get him? it, but yeah, I don't get, get it. it. He's the most overrated fighter of all time. What? <laughs> You're making <laughs> statements today. Oh my yeah. gosh. Who's, who's that one? I'm totally unqualified to make. Number one, obviously, because I'm not remotely why do you hate him? Why, But why, also because I've watched him? like four fights. I wonder why you hate him. I think he's just a. I, I think he is the phoniest front runner guy there is, and completely faked oh, it till he made it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, like, that, that's fair answer for sure. I've been saying he um, should have. Connor should have went straight into coaching. And Khabib <laughs> beat the ever living <laughs> piss out of him. Wow, hard p bomb there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know. You know what I had to do? My, my club kids love Conor McGregor, but because of you idiots at Flow Wrestling and your Instagram account, I actually had to ban them from saying the word DeSanto because anything I would say, it would be – they would just say DeSanto. So any question, I would, I would ask question, DeSanto, DeSanto, DeSanto. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm asking for a wrestling move, and you're telling me DeSanto. <laughs> I, I had to ban the word DeSanto because of your guys' Sanity. Flow Wrestling Instagram page. Man. So I uh, – yeah. Oh my wow. gosh! You're welcome. You could be the sand. 
<laughs> Stop. I think no man should be the Santos life coach. Yeah. I, th- I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm equipped for such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh everyone has to pick Zahid Valencia now. 184 pounds. Uh, Go ahead, Benjamin. DeSanto. He's <laughs> <laughs> got DeSanto over Valencia. Is it hey, are we uh are we stamping this one with next topic? Is it is it yeah. Zahid Valencia next topic? Yes. We haven't had a next topic yet. I think he's next topic. He had a one point match with Taylor Vins this year. Next but, topic. Is it what if what if Abasad headlocks him? That is like literally, you know, I don't know if you ever, you probably never did this because you're a good coach, Ben, but, you know, you got a kid, you're like, he's got no shot, but he's got one shot, and it involves a headlock. It involves a desperation throw at some point. Have you ever given that advice to a guy when you know he's just going to get smoked, and you know he's going to get smoked? Maybe not in the first period, but maybe in the third period. Yeah. Yeah, might as well go for it. May as well, right? Um yeah, absolutely. Who? Okay, who's he beat? I'll say, man. I thought we were doing next topic. We can't talk anymore if we do next topic. All right, if we go, that's a good point. All right, fine. That's a good point. Next topic. Po- whole point of next topic is there's no other topic. What's the most interesting second there is? <laughs> is it? Is yeah. It, what, make, what, Hunter Bowling versus Lou Dupre is the most interesting second place? Okay, fine. I think it's a tremendously interesting two through ten. But all right, next topic. It's been next topic. There's Hunter nothing... Bowen, Trent Holly, Terrell Lujan, Luda Prey, Taylor Vans, Andrew Morgan, mm-hmm. Nino Bonacorsi, Abbasad, Aaron Brooks. Those are all really, really, really good wrestlers. One of them is going to get beaten by Zahid Valencia in the finals. I think that's interesting to we, talk about. We, we all... don't have to. All right, buddy. I think Zahid Valencia should go into wrestling after he's done. Yes. I agree. <laughs> My man won Senior Nationals. Colin he Moore. He won Mateo Pelicone. Yeah. Next topic. We did that. No, 197 pounds. He's be deficient to finals. Let's go. Ben, who you got? Ben Darmstadt. Ben Darmstadt over Colin Moore. Ben Darmstadt. What? Oh my gosh. Go. You love him Let's more go. than CP. Dude. <laughs> man, you're really testing my I thought I thought there was a few things I would always have established for my entire life. And one of them was I would be the number one front runner for Ben Darmstadt on FRL. <laughs> and then he goes to one funky fresh camp, and now I've been supplanted Four. by you. Four. Four timer? Four years in a row. Yeah, uh, this is why yeah, he lets everyone yeah. in on his legs. <laughs> I have you to blame for the fact that everyone gets in on straight double legs before he starts wrestling. I can't be responsible for that. I tell I tell them it's a bad idea. I tell all of them every year. Yeah, bad but they idea. watch your highlight tapes. They're like, man, it's so great. Um, uh, man, I kind of I kind of kind of feel like I don't want to get. Uh, I feel like I'm getting called a chicken right now, but I'm going with Colin Moore. I think he's looked really good. He is not above a lapse for sure. I know he's been the best guy all year long. He, I think Darmstadt is a great matchup for Colin Moore. I think he pieces him up. I think that's not. Mm-hmm. I think I think if Darmstadt's gonna win, someone's got to do something crazy against Colin Moore because I do not think he matches up great. They actually wrestled in high school where Colin, I believe, beat him by a technical fall. They had to stop the match what? because he scored so many points. He beat him at Instant Blades when Ben started a few years ago, too, 7-4. 7-4. So he narrowed the gap. But I, I just don't like the whole started at 84, up at 97. That whole – what was that about? I don't – that was always silly to me. Uh, so he, silly. He did get hurt his last time out. Yeah. So I mean, I hope everything's okay, but we didn't see him last weekend. Dang it. All right. So all right, I got more over Darmstadt. Although we got to talk about this guy Noah Adams. <laughs> yes, Noah, we do. T- t- tell him about the man from Cole City. 
the man from Cold City's on fire. He's yeah. 24 now. He just pinned uh, Dakota Gear and then followed it up with a 7-1 win over Jacob Woodley, who he was 0-2 against previously. He's clearly made a jump. Pin, um, pin Nathan Traxler. Pin Nathan Traxler. He's he's a really good scrambler. He's funky. Um, and talking to Cody Walters this season, it seems like he's put it together mentally, and that was the biggest hurdle. Um, he won a couple matches at NCAAs last year, uh, but he's just taken he's taken a jump to the next level. He's currently ranked second in this great nation, and deservedly so. <laughs> he's had he's had a great showing. So I've got more over Darmstadt. You know, there's a lot of guys here, but uh, I mean, more more has been the class of it. Daniel Roy, what should Colin Moore do after he graduates? Don't answer that. Just talk about wrestling. <laughs> more over Brucky. More over Brucky. All right. I'm taking more over Adams. Adams is. Beating everyone they put out Woo! in front of them, and uh, let's keep it rolling. Second, second finalist for West Virginia at 197 in like the past three years. It was Jared in 2018. Oh, okay. I was like, no, buddy. I think you're thinking I mean, from the state of West Virginia. I was like, huh? Does like, West Virginia own 197? I was like, does he think Greg more, Jones wrestled three years ago? <laughs> more at 11. <laughs> how, right. how close is Colin Moore? How close is Norway to that you know, inside the state is on? I, I don't know where Norwin is. Need to look that no up. No one knows where that is. All right, David. I got more over Brucky, just like Nomad said. And that's going to be, for me, the second finalist Princeton's going to have as uh, I had Pat Glory in the finals as well. So I think Brucky makes finals, but Colin Moore is too good this year. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, heavyweight. Oh, boy. All right, this is another. I'll, I'll pose the question. Ben, is this a next topic weight? Heavyweight. No, I, no, we haven't seen Gable. We haven't seen Gable versus Cassiopeia or Paris. It could be next topic, but until we see those ones, I'm not ready to call it next topic. Okay. It could be Poten- potentially. So potential next topic. So we'll put a, we won't really know. We're not like big tens, I guess. We're yeah. We're not there yet. We're, we're not at next topic yet. Okay. Me personally, I'm kind of there, but go ahead. Okay. I'm picking Gable. Um, I think two through five are all really good. Paris, Cassiope, Stencil, Hilger. Um, He's putting Hilger I'm curious. I, I can't. I, I was thinking about doing it, but that would be four Badgers, and I know you guys would really be mad at me then. I, my bias <laughs> I would show. I wouldn't be mad. Four Badgers in the NCAA Finals. Can you imagine? That would be fantastic. Um, I want to see Paris versus Cassiope. I want to see Paris versus Stevenson. Um, I know Mason Paris got a whole lot better last year, but I want to see what that looks like in folk style. Uh, his wins over Matt Stencil, multiple wins over him after you know splitting with him last year are really, I don't want to say reassuring. So I'm going to go Stevenson over Mason Paris, but I, I think it could be Hilger. I think it could be Stencil. I think it could be Cassiope. Yes, I I agree. I think Gable wins. I think, I think he's not tested throughout. I think Mason is a real wild card here. Um my, my prediction for Mason, I think it's Mason and Cassiopeia are the two, three, and I'm not really putting anyone else in that category. Now, I think first time they wrestle, Cassiopeia, Paris, I see Paris getting reattacked and making some mistakes on some errant shots. I think it gets figured out by NCAAs. I like to err on the guy with the most offense. I don't think it's arguable that Mason has more offense, offensive potential than Cassiopeia. There is a chance this is just a nightmare matchup for Paris and that Cassiope will always be able to like mm-hmm. score on him and re-attack him and just be so good positionally. I, I'm kind of woke on that being possible. But I think Mason figures it out. 
by NCAAs, and then loses to Gable. Yeah, Gable Stevenson is has the most impressive feat of any heavyweight I've ever seen. Um, I can't get the Cassiope Tech of Mason Paris out of my head from Fargo, even yeah. though that was in freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, you know, we've talked a lot about it being uh, Iowa's year to, you know, if this is the year they're going to do it. So I'm going to take Stevenson over Cassiope, um, and I'm with Ben. Cassiope Paris, you know, one of my most anticipated matchups of the year. I'm not faulting your logic at all, but how crazy is it that we're using – a freestyle result from Fargo several years ago, but not the fact that this dude yes. smoked Junior Worlds. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! It's crazy, like the how how domestic things can shape our over international. But you know, like you know, Richie Lewis won Worlds and DNP'd the next year, so it happens sometimes. But yep. also, uh, just like Cassiope, um, and, and again, Mason Paris has clearly jump levels and is w- way better than than the match that I'm talking about. Cassiope yep. kind of always has been better in folk style than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, partially because, you know, Mason was doing other other sports. Um, but I don't think Cassiope's going to blow Paris out. I don't think it's going to be, like, a next topic thing. I just – right now I see Cassiope over Paris. Paris was, like, a three-sport athlete, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Ben, what, what's, your, what's your take on once you're in high school doing multiple sports? Uh, every kid's got to decide what they want. I don't, I, there's no blanket statement there. If a kid, you know, hey, if I mean, Mason Paris at his size, I'm sure he's great at every single thing he does. Um, and if he says, Terrible I want to be all state football, I'd all state, <laughs> who knows? You never know, he might hit the ball pretty far. <laughs> so, if they, but even if a smaller kid says, Well, this is what I choose to do, I want to be good at three sports, that's fine. Now, some kids, obviously, if you say, Where I, where I pick on, not pick on kids, where I, push back on them is when they say, I want to do this, this, and this, but I want to be a division one wrestler. And it's like, okay, but you got a long ways to go to be a division one wrestler. So you need to put some more time in if that's what you want to do now. So your, your vision of what your future is going to be and what you're actually doing, those need to match up. If those don't match up. Then, then that's when I got issues that push back with kids. So I think, I think you kind of answered it. If, if you're, if you're trying to be elite, you probably need to be specialized for the most part. Well, some kids are already good enough, right? Some kids maybe put in a whole bunch of time before they're in ninth grade, and um, they're already really good, and maybe they don't need to, especially at the upper weight. You can kind of get away with it. Uh, but, you know, one, we'll say 106 through 138. Usually that's not the case, but usually also a 106-pound kid, he probably isn't very good at football because he's 106 pounds, right? That, tip, that yeah, typically limits how good you are at football. Except Kyle Brackey was a shutdown corner. That's right, I was. And, 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 what, and what weight? Well, in junior high, I was about 85 pounds. <laughs> Laying the lumber. I'm serious. I was starting corner, 85 pounds. But then uh, I, when I got to high school, I was like, yeah, there's no need for a 100-pound corner on this team. Yes. <laughs> there um, was a guy named Taiwan Young when I was playing corner who was about 230 pounds, <laughs> like little Derrick no, Henry-ish. You were a quarterback? And I was like, I was like yeah, this we're, we can't. This isn't going to work out on a I'm sweep. surrounded by shutdown corners. <laughs> Bracky Island. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Mason Paris was a legit football prospect. He had Power Five offers from Illinois and Indiana, and then a handful of wow. Mac schools. Um, so he and I remember it was a debate. He he, he I think he if he was going to play football, he wanted a bigger offer from like a Michigan, yeah, or, um, or something like that. But he saw the opportunities were better in wrestling. Uh, this isn't a next topic. Wait for me. Okay. Until we see Gable wrestle Cassiope in Paris, but it could be by the end of the year. 
Yeah. Because I could see Gable just going out and dominating those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm gonna take Gable over Cassiope. Uh, I just think Big Tone can shut Mason down. Big Tone. All right. Little Dave. Yeah, I also don't think this is the next topic wait, and I man cannot wait to see the Mason Paris Gable Stevenson match. I I got or I got uh, Paris in the finals, and I can't help but thinking about his win over Amir Zare. Zare just beat Bilal Makov this weekend. Zare has a win over mm. uh, Geno Petriashvili. Zare murdered Daniel Kirkvit last year, and Mason Paris tacked him at Worlds. Um, wow. So. I think Mason Whoa. Paris is really, really good. I think this is going to be an incredible match, but in the end, I have Gable coming out on top. I've got Mason over Zare in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we did it. Okay. Um, now it's time. Let's, let's give out, finish the final awards. Okay. Starting with the Hodge Trophy winner, of which Ben Askren only has one vote, despite winning the award twice. Which is crap, by the way. I do. You should get it's two crap. votes. I have as many votes as Ben. So there's something wrong with the voting system. Ben should have two. David Taylor should have two. Kale should have three. Yeah. Two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> two, <point. laughs> two and a half votes. All right, Ben. Who's who's your Hodge? You kind of alluded to it, but um, you may. Spencer. It's 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 Spencer. He's got. I think he's got bonus. Is it every single match? 100% bonus. No rate. one. No one's ever done that in the history of wrestling, to my knowledge. No one's ever got 100% bonus. Um, that was one of my goals my last couple of years. I did not achieve it. I don't think anyone has. I don't think Spencer's going to get it. I think he's going to have one or two against, say, a Gory or a Pitch Ninny uh, where he does not bonus them, but I feel like he's going to get the Hodge. Okay. To uh, to put a little water on your uh, Spencer fire there, he's only oh. run, he's, he's 9 and 0. Oh. He forfeited out of Midlands. Say what you want about that. I just think that's. That should be mentioned. And he has not faced the rigor of ranked wrestlers that Zahid has. And quality of competition is, a, as you know, a Hodge criteria. And currently, yeah, his yeah, quality yeah. of competition is lower. He's not pinning as many people. Now, he is bonusing absolutely everyone. But yep. I, I think that's that's worth mentioning. And I think if you look at it line by line, criteria, falls, quality of competition, record, et cetera, et cetera, on down the line – it's gonna be. It's just gonna be a slight edge for Zahid. Now, the one thing, as as we're making a prediction, there there's a chance that Zahid's gonna hit some more good guys because he's in a better weight class. He could have like some tighter quarterfinals on type of matches. He's had a mm-hmm. one point match already this year, but I, I just think he's just a, at a different place right now. I mean, he majored highly when he was ranked when he was basically ranked second in the country. He. Major guys, but you, you do realize, you do realize, Zahid was like one inch away from losing. Like it was so close on that reversal at the yes. end. He was so close to losing. No one's came within eight points of Spencer. That okay, but you were talking about Taylor Vins. If Taylor Vins was a 125 pounder, that'd be far and away the best guy that Spencer had wrestled all year long. He'd only have one leg. <laughs> I'm just saying, if someone of Taylor Vins's caliber was at 125, that would be by far the best guy that he'd wrestled all year long. So that's Fair that's enough. part of my point. So that that okay. that impacts his bonus production when you're wrestling, well, first of all, fewer matches, but also fewer ranked yeah. wrestlers, fewer highly ranked wrestlers. Well, so, I'm sure he's going to hit somebody in the next stretch, right? I mean, they got the Big Ten dual schedule, and then they have the Big Tens, then the NCAs. He's going to hit more good. I mean, let's see. Uh, let me see how many guys 
Big Ten has ranked Scott, at 125. He's going to be cruising. Heinzelman this weekend. Meredith from Penn State next weekend. They're not. They're both Medley. that ranked. Griffin from Michigan State, yeah, Medley from right. Michigan, Pat McKee and Pitts to close the season. So those guys are so ranked. McKee, but McKee, yeah. He won't see he won't see a ranked wrestler until February fifteenth. He will have a hundred percent bonus rate going into the pitch match. I think there's Wow. No... Yeah, he will. And then, you know, he's so if he bonus bonuses pitch if he bonuses pitch, does your mind change? It might. It might. I, I'm I am not I'm not ready to hand this to Zahid. Um, and I, I think it's very much in the cards for, for Spencer to win it. I think something about being a catalyst for your team, too, wh- that's not a criteria, but, man, you brought this team back. And, and that, yeah, that almost yeah. segues to my um, coaching, but I'll, I'll get to that, I guess, afterwards. Um, Daniel. You're going to give Spencer Lee the coaching award? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What? What? <laughs> it segues to my point. But um, not that Spencer should okay. be coach of the year. Although he will have a – It's called maybe, a tease, folks. Maybe you get a vote. Yeah, it's a tease. Coming up. <laughs> Coming up next. Uh, yeah, so uh, to me it's uh, – and I've written this – I read this in today's article, you know, basically since I did the the Hodge. Um, it's Zahid and Spencer and then Mark Hall and then everybody else. Um, the 100% bonus thing would make it pretty dang difficult – to oh not vote for Spencer because, as Ben Askren said, it's never been done before. Um, however, I don't think he's going to bonus 100% people just because it's never been done before. Um, so I th- I do think if, if Spencer wins, it'll be because I won, won a team title. I, I don't think – I think this, the stats will kind of end up being pretty similar because he's going to run through the Pac-12 schedule just like I think Spencer's going to run through the rest of his schedule. Um, and as CP said, it's it, all, everything's going to – Go a little bit in Zahid's way, and then he's a senior, and as we know, it's it's typically it's an award's been dominated by seniors. Um, so I think it'll be one of the better Hodge races uh, in recent memory, maybe ever. Honestly, um, I'm gonna go with Zahid, but uh, I think Spencer is the only guy who can unseat him. And I think right now it's pretty close. I think it's going to remain pretty close throughout the year. And I'm going to keep doing hot rankings to make sure that you stupid people who vote for it well. don't screw it up last time, like the idiots who voted for Jason Nolf. Well, he didn't win, buddy. Yeah, I know. That's why they're dumb. It was so obviously Bo Nickel last year. And if you voted for Jason Off last year, you should have your Hodge vote revoked. Okay. Give it to me. Uh, All right. Well, everyone else, yeah. And all the people Uh, that wanted two Hodges. All right. Those people also revoked the rest of the card. I'm taking Spencer Lee. That's the worst take. Worst take. I'm I'm taking Spencer Lee. He he runs through this next five, six duels with pins or techs. Bonuses pitch, same major. Runs through Big Tens. Runs through NCAAs. Spencer Lee. I'm not mad at it. Spencer yeah. I'm looking at like I'm looking at highest bonus rates. David Taylor, his senior year, had 94% bonus rate. Um, Where are you? Well, what website is this on? Where are you re- finding this? WrestleStat? Um, I, I was uh, trying but but – David's sophomore year may have been actually even better. Yeah, I, I think, think he only, I think I think he only missed two two matches the one year. Yeah, it was Hatchet who he later teched, and yeah. they have like a weird Nate Moore or Mike Evans kind of Iowa thing. Yes, I, I believe so. Something which like which, uh, which which category are you choosing here, no uh, Christian? What do you mean by guide that? me, please? 
on, on the I'm on WrestleStat. Oh, just Google Wrestle. It's kind of hard. I don't like navigating like that. I just Google WrestleStat David Taylor, and then the profile pops up. This is like the top thing Google. That's like the quickest way to get it, rather than finding it on the the website. There, there should there should be like a category where I can click here. I I know. Just, um, just do what I say. It'll work. be faster. Okay. Oh, David. Uh, I got Zahid. I think. I mean, if Spencer Lee doesn't major pitch then all of a sudden their bonus rate looks very very similar mm-hmm. um zahid's face a way tougher field you guys have already said it but i got i got zahid to, okay. to christian's point uh taylor had two seasons um where he he wrestled 34 matches and 32 matches and didn't bonus two of them so 2014 uh 32 bonus wins and 34 matches 94.1 percent 2012 30 bonus point wins and 32 matches 93.8 so basically Good negligible gosh. however um uh, Zane's junior year, twenty-four pins or techs in twenty-seven matches. Whew. That is, that Wait, is, that's that, the most that, dominant that's, season I've ever seen. Oh, pins got pins or techs got in twenty. Got yes. it. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. All right. Let's go. Coach of the year. And I think we were like, when is this Penn State thing going to end? Is it is this ever going to? I mean, is this just like Penn State for perpetuity? And I think we all do. At some point, it's just. <laughs> but we didn't think it was going to happen this year, right? Yep. Uh, everyone was picking Penn State coming in this year. And you can say Kassar, but as Ben points out every show with the point differential, Kassar's not making the It wouldn't dip- have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered right now. Right now. As of right now. As of right now. Uh, and so for me, my, my midseason coach of the year is, is Tom Brands. Well, wait, you're mid, you're midseason? Hold on. Your yes. mid-season coach of the and year, you're predicting. Yeah, and the year. Okay. My mid-season Sorry, prediction little... coach of the year. There you go. There you go. Yes. Um. Wait, it's Ben Cerns. Oh yeah. Sorry. I. I. Sorry. Wow. Sorry, Ben. You Forget stole me. my pick. Okay. Um. I'll go Tom Brand. Tom Brand's also my runner-up. Is uh. I, I'm surprised you didn't mention this guy. Uh. Nomad Kirkolat. I think he's doing a fantastic job, Ooh. but not quite. You know. They do top ten. If Campbell does top ten, I'm, I'll give him coach of the year at some point. Yeah, I think that would be I, – I think he has done – there is kind of like different sort of things, and Nomad sort of alluded to it with coach of the year. It's like do you take the best the best team of the – of the, yeah. the coach of the best team or do you take the one that – but like you think about like NC State and Virginia Tech, they were kind of that story, but they also like podiumed, right, with mm-hmm. Pat Pop and Dresser. And, you know, I think Roby sh- uh, should have some consideration right now. I think Ursland should have some – consideration for sure i think there's other guys i think colat would be very worthy i think colat's time will come where he enters that conversation but i think you've got to put a couple guys on the podium yeah you can't just be a really salty dual team with with one guy placing you got to get three or four guys placing for for that to become reality uh, yeah. so yeah i'm going tom brands did you go no um I, ben, I, I don't think Kerry Colat's like a completely off the wall pick, um, but but I am with Christian. Mm. It, it, it is hard because like you know what what type of scale are you grading uh, Campbell on? But they they certainly could have a tremendous um, end to the year. Uh, again, if if Tom Brands wins, you know I was first title in a decade. He, he certainly should be in consideration. But to me, yeah. it's really the, the the same guys that I picked for. Um, the same guys that I made my finalists for the midseason, the same guys I think are going to be there at the end, uh, Ursland, Storniolo, and Roby. Um, Bracky took me through some some stats yesterday about Ursland, about how they went from unranked in the preseason to, what, number 10 right now uh, with 
Schroeder, Coleman, Lighty, and Bruner all making big jumps, like yeah, like those, five plus jumps. All those guys were ranked outside the top ten to start the year, or unranked, and now are in the top ten. So yeah, crazy, crazy what they've done. Yeah, so I I think that you know when you look at like the composition of an individual team making making big jumps, um, Storniolo, I think a lot of it rides on uh, you know I I picked Rivera and Deacon to win. Obviously, there aren't they aren't overwhelming favorites, so they could fall off. But um, you know if you get uh, you know, Deacon and, and Rivera win are in the finals. Then you get DiAugustino placing. You get Luke Davison placing. Um, I certainly think uh, Storniolo could could be in consideration. And then Roby, you know, they they started the year what like like 18th or something. You know, around around 20th. And then if they can jump in the top 10 with Makai Olympic redshirting, and and they've battled some injuries too, right? Season enders to Corbin mm-hmm. Myers and, and Brent Moore. Um, so I think those are the, those are the same guys, but. I'm not really complaining if somebody picks, you know, a Kerry Colette or a, or a Tom Brands if they win. And again, if K- if Penn State wins, Kale should get it. Yeah, heck yeah, he should. Uh, Coach Brands, just the mountain that we thought they were up against this year, and then for them to come out and be as impressive as they are, and just, I mean, smashing everybody. Got to be Iowa. Mm. Uh, read, read that comment from Facebook. Yes, uh, Judson Mullen with uh, the comment of the day so far. Mark Hall is my pick for Coach of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what good. he's done as a high school coach to win an NCAA title is really mm-hmm. something. Incredible. <laughs> David. Um, I, I'm going to go with Coach Brands because of – what he's done at so many different weight classes developing guys. And also, you know, we've been following this team race super closely all year. And every week it's like Iowa gains a couple more points in the projection, a couple more, a couple more. I think the way that Tom Brands could potentially, you know, become surpassed by somebody like Coach Ursland is if Iowa wins a title but wins it with like 95 points or something and Ursland gets four guys on the podium, uh, then I think yeah. maybe Purdue wins it. But right now, just the progression, I mean, you guys like Lugo, you know, surging up to number one. DeSanto had a number one spot for a while. He's looked so good. Cassiope as a freshman looks amazing. And then the Assad move looks like a genius move right now too. Uh, so if Iowa performs where we have them projected to perform, I think it's a no-brainer for brands. Sweet. And uh, finally, bringing it home, freshman of the year. Ben, who is your freshman of the year? Well, I only picked one freshman win the NCAA title, and so I can't I can't go against myself, so that would be the man Sammy Sasso. I think that's true for me as well. I think I contractually obligated to pick Sammy Sasso. Sasso, freshman of the year. Congrats, Sammy. Boom. You really did it. Yeah, you and Ash Tyler's a freshman, especially for the only one freshman of the year. Easy. Yeah, you're the only one. I had big tone in the finals, and uh, to know I gave the midseason award too. So big tone, big tone. Good. Big. I had Brayton Lee in the finals, so uh, I'll go Brayton. Nice. It'll probably be none of those guys. Lucky for us. <laughs> I, I think there's a good bet that it's one of those three. Probably like. I don't know what seventy percent. I mean, who who else could sneak in there? Maybe a David Carr or yeah, Carr. who else? Trent Hidley. Carr Hidley. Trent Hidley. Trent Hidley. Yeah, it would be those guys. Not. Yeah. It's okay. kind of unlikely. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Um, nine thirty-seven. I'll get to some questions before we depart. Ben, do you have any? Yeah. Uh, before we get to questions, or anything you want to? Anything on your mind? I, I love. I. You know what? I clicked on the Flow Wrestling show on Facebook today. And I love how Bracky's talking trash to uh, people on. I, I got it's Bracky, right? Yeah. Talking trash to people. Yeah. Yes. I, 
I think it's fantastic. I love it. He's a big trash talk guy. Just, uh, he just yeah. say crazy stuff sometimes. You got to reel him in. Yeah. What's the craziest thing that was said? Uh, uh, I had to go back and find it. I'll go, I'll get back to you. All right. He'll get back to us on that. Um, also, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Well, let me scroll back any further. Ah. Uh, you can sort. You can sort. Hey, okay. one thing I was I thinking as Ben made his Hodge selection, I couldn't help but remember who coaches Zahid Valencia. And then uh, wonder if that maybe <laughs> impacted his selection. <laughs> Just saying, he did say not an uh, hour ago. I hope this man spills his coffee this morning. <laughs> My gracious! Oh, uh, I'm not conspiring against the heat for the Hodge. I promise. I'm okay. Not doing that. All right. Just wanted to, right. wanted you to be able to get out in front of that. Okay. All right. Let's oh, go. Let's Questions go. for friends. All right. I'll do it. Sorry. I uh, I accidentally closed the document briefly. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, I had the wrong one open. It's fine. It's back. It's back. Stop. Over under nine and a half team points scored by Ohio State against Iowa on Friday, Ben. Nine and a half uh, points over, for Ohio State. Over, over. Woo. Over. I got I got them winning. Um Pletcher, Sasso, uh Colin Moore. And are they are they winning one more? Maybe Rocky Rocky Jordan? Maybe not. It's gonna it that, first of all, Matt Kaminer. That's the line right there, nine and a half. I think yeah, well done. Going, yeah. Um, well done. I'm gonna there. say yes. Tough. It's gonna be tough though. It's gonna be tough. I think, honestly, because when right, they're gonna win 41, they're gonna win 97. I feel super confident in both of those. But like 49, I don't, is, is Sasso with his tiredness issues gonna go in there and w- win? Right. That's gonna be mm. really tough. I th- I think I'm taking the under. I think it's gonna I, be really tough. Ooh. So. J.D. Raider and I did the whiteboard war yesterday. Oh, don't spoil it completely. <laughs> I won't spoil it completely, but I'll just say I have the under. I think the under is the, the – I mean, yeah, it's going to be – It's they don't match up great. You're, they're going to need a, like an Ethan Smith or a Caleb – I mean, something kind of off the wall. Ethan I think. Smith? You're calling Ethan Smith over Marinelli? No, I'm not calling you're, that. You, you heard <laughs> it first. Right? It's more realistic right than Heinzelman over, over – um, Spencer or Decatur over Decatur's dispense DeSanto at Carver Hawkeye. It's not, not good. They might want to trot out Dylan so Koontz. We, I don't know. <laughs> I just I'm worried about Decatur's long term. This is gonna be really hard uh, for him. We've kind of yeah beat his stamina issues into the ground, and it hasn't it hasn't been a problem yet. But yeah, it really it really hasn't. But he, he him going he, against one DeSanto. And two, being in Carver Hawkeye, I don't like that combination. And he's not good on top. Right. You know, he's he's amazing right. on his feet. D- Decatur's going to have his hey, have his day. He also got the first takedown, Seth Gross. He did. Yes, like, I meant to bring that up. We said that. <laughs> me and you, Brad Case. Yeah, we did. Y'all were right. Y'all were right. Kudos to you guys. Okay, so we're t- we're taking. I'm taking the under. Ben's bullishly taking the over. And I love the. I love man. We didn't talk about Rocky Jordan yesterday. I said last week or at some point, it's like. It, right now, it doesn't look like they're going to even qualify this weight with two blue chip guys, Gavin Hoffman and Rocky Jordan. And then, I mean, at that point, that was like the realistic thing to say. And now, yeah, okay, sure. Rocky's back. Rocky, because I was bullish on Rocky at the beginning of the year. I was like, I think he's going to have a really good year. And then bad things happened. He lost his yep. wrestle off, I think. And then, mm-hmm. to, yeah, he was down at 74. And since he's moved up to 84, he's 11 and 1. Who's his one? Janzer from Rutgers, who's ranked. Okay. In the top twenty-five, J- Janzer is sneaky good, and not only the, the but the bonus stats too. 
Yeah, right? he it's has like, like six wins by bonus. Yeah. I just like right? – I love watching mm-hmm. the Jordans wrestle. I think they're always really fun. So I I hope Rocky ends up being a super solid guy for, for the Bucks. And did you guys hear at the beginning of the year that he was in consideration for their 84 spot? Well, I knew he was real big. Yeah, that's so, so. This kind of maps that you know maybe maybe weight cut related issues, and that's why he's now being more offensive and, and winning. So he does not yeah. look small. Yeah. Okay. Um, which member in the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club is most likely to win the Olympic title in Tokyo? This is kind of obvious. Why right? is the Why is this a question? Well, yeah. Okay, sorry. City wrestling. Oh, I guess Ky- I, you know I they have Kyle, Kyle Snyder. Snyder's in Nittany Lion. Okay, I forgot about that. So, uh, but David Taylor, it's I don't think still it's the answer. Because if if you assume that Jaden is going to go 86, oh. which is a current oh, assumption, yeah. you have to be on but, the team to win the Olympics. It's still David Taylor. But it, it was still David Taylor because he's only got to beat one guy, which would be okay. Jaden. I said my piece, Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, will there be non-Olympic worlds this year? No. Sorry. I don't think There's so. There's not? Why not? Why are they not doing that? I think there's like a host city issue, or maybe just like nobody's ponying up the dough. Yeah, it should be it should be hosted in Austin, Texas. D- d- you're ding dang right, deep in the heart of Texas. Why didn't we put in a no bid? No man just got excited. All right, hey. that would be awesome. All the, the think about all the awesome guys that aren't going to make the Olympics. It would just be tremendous yeah. world championships. Speaking of awesome guys, Dave Bave is going 70 at the Eureka. Oh, oh yeah, I don't. I what, don't. What's he doing that for? Call he wants an American. invite to freaking Austin. He wants an invite to Austin, Texas. <laughs> Obviously. Oh. Call me silly American. I don't understand tournaments in Olympic years that feature non-Olympic weights, and I don't understand rankings in Olympic years that feature non-Olympic weights. I I don't know. but Okay. I just think it's really strange. John Paul Fontana, maybe a fake name. Or, or an awesome real name. Um, any stats on how many Sorensen bandanas have been sold so far? No, I don't know. I know 12 have been sold at least in the Flow Wrestling because David Bragg ordered 10, I ordered one, and Matt Bowlesby had one. So there's at least 12. Per our Instagram story, a uh, veritable S-ton. Wow. Hmm. Veritable. <laughs> okay. Um all right, any other questions? I know it's 943. I, I like this. I want to know what this guy was meaning here. Ryan Warner, who he's got a nice, he's got a nice podcast. He yes. says, rumor has it, one of the champs has positive PDs. Champs of what? What are we talking what are we talking here? Uh I have to assume bobsled. Uh no, I think I think one of the world champs last year, there is a rumor swirling that one of them uh really? tested positive. Yes. That is who? swirling. I don't know about my- We don't Who's know. You guess? Well, who's your uh, guess? Who's my guess? If I had to guess, um, a, ru- a, ru- a Russian. I would guess obviously. a Russian. If I had to guess a Russian world champion that would test positive, it wouldn't be Sajulayev. So I'll say uh, Rashida. I'll, I'll say Aguyev. Aguyev has previously served time. He did time <laughs> for, <laughs> in the clink. For, 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 we have to call it serving time from now on. Yeah. The worst part was the Dementors. Yeah, and the Dementors were definitely the worst part of that. Um, yeah, so yeah, Ryan Warner, that that is swirling big time. What but, about Rashidov? He, he definitely looked like he was on, on some extra rocket fuel. <laughs> Dude, he is, he is a rocket man. Um, I love Rashidov. Yeah, he is so good. Um, all right, here's a... Um, here's a question from CP Talk. Um, I'm a middle school coach in a non-wrestling state. This is actually a Ben Askren question. Do you okay. have any ideas, uh, even though you're in a wrestling state? Irrelevant. Do you have any ideas on how to get kids excited about the wrestling world? 
Um, so, so does he mean like a non-wrestling state? Because the only one of those is Mississippi. They don't sanction high school wrestling. Or does he just mean somewhere where it's not as popular? Is that yeah, that like going where I'm there? from in Virginia would qualify. Like no one knows who Austin DeSanto or Spencer Lee are there. Whereas like it's a little more cultural yeah. in like Wisconsin and sure, whatever. Or Pennsylvania, Ohio, et cetera, et cetera. Of course. Yeah, I, I think you got it. You got to ooze the passion yourself. You got to love the... The I mean I think I think a lot of it has to do with it being a full membership so kids can access the content really easily and start following who the superstars are. I think that has a huge part to do with it. But I mean I talk about wrestling matches on literally a daily basis and and frankly now when I bring something up, most kids have an opinion on what happened Ohio State versus Wisconsin last weekend or what happened uh, Iowa versus Nebraska. I mean we have middle school kids having opinions on this stuff, which is fantastic and that's what we need. So I, I do think flow plays a huge role in that. Oh, wow. Great. Great commercial. Thank you, Ben. That's a great one to end on. Hey, I got a little breaking news. Breaking news? Apparently, apparently John Smith told the media yesterday he's leaning towards uh, not trying to bring Cade Brock back this year and applying for a medical hardship waiver. Okay. Because wow. I, I think we had been thinking that Cade was going to come back, and they'd kind of mm-hmm. talked about that. said, I'm going to be real careful about what we do. He's a little bit over four and a half months in, almost five, and normally it's six months process for the injuries so is that going to give him enough time he's been injured twice so we have that option to apply for six year i'd say right now i'm probably more leaning toward not bringing him back because of some of the things i've seen which is interesting and the reason we thought that is because they literally said hey he's gonna he's yeah. gonna be back Kate, yeah expect Kate brock yeah. back so i think that's great i mean i th- i think i'm a Kate brock guy so i want to see his last run to have the full effort and chance for Cade to reach the success that he wants to have. So I think that makes sense, and especially what they have potentially coming in and what they can be maybe next year, it makes sense. And plus, if he's coming back at 41, you know, getting G out of the lineup, I don't know how great that is. So I think it's a I think it's a good decision. Uh, ben, anything else before we depart? I got a piece so bad. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, Caleb, please play the music for Ben's uh, – own good. Thank you guys You're, so much I mean, for what? No, nothing. I'm 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 out. I'm done. <laughs> uh, what you guys didn't know is that the all the hubbub about my Mark Hall comment was really just to pump the Mark Hall block party coming today. Wow. 10 a.m. 12 minutes. <laughs> nice. 12 minutes. 12 minutes from now. Watch all the moves that he's gonna teach his future uh, students and and. And charges is both the high school and collegiate level. Everything that he's learned will soon be passed on to another generation of wrestlers. Wow. Beautiful, Nomad. Yep, check that out. Beautiful. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Come heck or high water. Thank you to Ben Askren. Thank you to you for listening. We'll see you soon. <laughs>